Hey, bitch, it's time for the book club. and welcome back to another episode of the Campfire Gaming Podcast Book Club. It's a book club episode, everybody. Uh, So for the month of April, our book club, we were tasked with uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. So if you've been with us in the Discord, you know that we've already been talking a lot about it. Um, And uh, we're just going to dive right into it. I'm just going to start off right here and just say, uh, like every book club, we're going to go into a lot of details about the game. So if you not if you have not played Chicory, A Colorful Tale yet and would like to and you don't want spoilers, then you might want to back out right now because spoilers ahead. So there you have officially been warned. My name is Rich and I will be your host for this evening's episode. Um, with me today, I've got Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hey, how we doing? Excited for a book club episode. Always excited for a book club episode. Especially excited for this book club episode because we have on today our guest, the individual who recommended that we play Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Justin. Welcome, Justin, to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, he is no stranger to the Campfire Gaming Podcast, nor is he a stranger to the you know Campfire Discord. So we were really pleased to see that we were getting some good recommendations for the book club this month. And uh, yeah, we're going to dive into it and see if uh, we see if we hated it, see if we loved it. We're going to have a fun discussion about this game. But before we do that, I will recommend that you, the listener, go to our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com. There you will find links to our social medias, including our Twitter at Camp Game Pod. And you can also find links to our Discord, which you can come and join us for all these kinds of discussions and recommend your own book clubs. If we select your book club, we're going to probably invite you onto the show so that we can talk with it with you as well. So I'm just putting that out there. Also, before we dive into <laughs> next, uh, before we dive into Chicory, I will announce that the next book club has already been picked. So for the month of May, we'll be playing Alice Madness Returns. So that'll be yeah. that'll be for the month of May. We'll be uh, recording this episode at the end of May, and we will be giving all of our discussions there. So thank you to uh, I'm just going to give credit to Mike for that one for that pick because that was his pick. Yep, I, I took a little while, but I I bribed him to come back for an episode, come play a game with us, and of course he picked an awesome game, Alice Madness Returns. So hopefully yep. everybody uh, joins along and plays us within uh, plays the game uh, this May with us. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. May Madness. Yes, May Madness. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's just dive right into it. Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Uh, It's a PC, PS4, PS5, all these different platforms. um, Designed by Greg Lobanov. uh, So if you have played, I think it was, what is it called? Wander, Wonderland, Wander Song. I think that's what his other game was titled. So if you're familiar with that, here's another title from Greg. So, uh, twenty bucks. So that I mean, I'll just start off right there. The price wasn't bad for this game. Uh, there was a lot of content. I don't know what you guys thought. Yep. Uh, yeah. it, twenty bucks for a game that only came out not even a year ago. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty good deal. And That's for true. 
I, I mean, plus over 10 hours of gameplay, just, you know, just doing main stuff, you know, obviously a lot more if you do all the side quests and color all the screens, right, Justin? Yeah, got to color them all. I think I think this game even launched at $20. It might have maybe 30, but I think it was mostly 20 ever since I've been following it. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just going into it, why did you pick this game in particular? Have you been following it for a while? Because if I recall, this was a Kickstarter game and it had a pretty lengthy Kickstarter cycle. So, I mean, what was your interest in this game? Yeah, I um, I haven't been following it that long. I didn't know it was a Kickstarter game. But um, no, uh, during last year's Game of the Year discussions, um, I kept hearing Chicory come up um, through a bunch of different outlets. And they always talked about how um, how good it was, but they couldn't talk about it. That that's the type of thing where it really hooks me. Um, it's like, well, why can't why can't you talk about it? What how how deep is the mechanic or whatever that you're trying to do that's going to give everything away? Um, so that that intrigued me. Um, and then you know, just seeing some of the themes that it dealt with, um, uh, self doubt and. Um, depression and anxieties and imposter syndrome like I was like oh man I I gotta play this so yeah yeah it is definitely a very emotional game Um, and like Matt already said right like it's all it's about eight to ten hours ish if you're just like you know kind of mainlining through the regular story sorry Matt like I beat it in eight under eight hours so I'm just saying you did yeah I beat it yeah, up. but did you collect? But did it was you collect all seven, the gifts and trash? Oh hell How? no! I did, I did not. I did not collect absolutely he didn't, every. He I didn't 100% the game. Did you talk to like every villager? There's like a million of them. No, there is a million of them. That's why I didn't talk to all of them. I would say this though: <laughs> don't play this game on an empty stomach, because everything is related to food in this game. Yes. Like the the naming. I, I thought that was actually pretty cute. By the way, yeah. like I, I yep. actually really. I, I thought that was really fun. Um, so yeah, like you start out, you're, you're basically living in the world of picnic or it's the picnic province is what it's called. Yeah, correct. And you play as chicory, you know, you play as chicory, the, or no, nope. I'm sorry. You play as whoever you decide to name your character as what was you your, get asked, what's your favorite food? Yeah. You get asked, what's your favorite food? And that is your name for the rest of the game. What I meant to say is your chicory's janitor. That's who your character is. And that's how you end up, you know, basically that's the, uh, essentially the inciting incident is that you see Chicory who is, you know, they kind of build up this lore around being a, the, the brush wielder, like you're the, the person in charge of, I mean, something, I didn't really get too deep into the lore of it. Um, but it's a long line of people who are brush wielders and Chicory leaves their brush sitting out there. And then you, the janitor just kind of pick up and find it. And you're like, oh, well there's no color. I got to go do the thing. And you, and that's when your adventure kind of just kicks off. Um, so, so what is everybody's favorite food? Uh, my name was burrito. <laughs> that would have been good. And it was a pretty, yeah, it was pretty solid. I, I went for pizza and in searching online, it seems like that is the most common food that people that's, use. I was, I was pizza as well. I was hungry for pizza at the time. So I put pizza in <laughs> I had a lot of pizza on my mind. It was funny because I was reading the one of the synopsis here, and I was like, "Why they keep referring to my care? Oh, they must have picked pizza too." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two pizzas and a burrito. Okay. Two pizzas so. and a burrito. Nice. That's what we're gonna title this episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, 
so you end up going through a series of chapters. Um, and so this game is basically an adventure. You know, it's an adventure game. You play through a series of chapters. It's very narrative heavy. You um, And it's kind of like a nice start to finish with a lot of collectibles. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. collectibles in this game that you can go and get, whether it be like, yeah, clothing, furniture, items, all that sort of stuff. Um, the only real combat in this game are the boss fights. Um, yeah. Everything in between, there's it's all puzzle. Yep, it's all puzzles, navigation. Um, it's a oh, I should say it's uh, like a two D sort of top downy sort of game. It looks like a side scroller, but you play you basically play on a two a full two D axis where you're walking around different screens, kind of like a Legend of Zelda game, mm-hmm. like an old Legend of Zelda game. I should say I should be strong. Yeah, we should. Be I recently strong. just finished Link's Awakening. I was like, this is kind of the same thing except from coloring everything with a brush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I could see like you know if they probably. I could see that they might have borrowed some elements of um, the Legend of Zelda in this game. I mean, you can see just how you navigate through the world and how they kind of set up like these sort of, I'm not going to say dungeons, but like they set up like these various areas of the world that you have to solve a lot of puzzles. There's a lot of puzzle solving in this game. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I, say I, like, I'll say like the, the puzzles aren't super difficult. Like it's the game is not a difficult game. And I think that's largely on purpose because I think what the game is more so trying to do is tell the story rather than be rather than challenge the player. Like they'll, you know, throw some obstacles in your way to make this game not boring. But yeah, I I didn't find it too challenging at all, but I wouldn't say that was a bad thing. Right. Um, To me, the entire experience was like everything was just enough and it was fun. There was nothing, there was challenge uh, and there's a lot of stuff to do, but never did I feel overwhelmed except for maybe I did not color every screen in picnic province, but uh, that I think could have been overwhelming. But like at the end of it, I felt like, like I really got more than my $20 worth out of this game because of just how much fun it, it, again, it did. It never once was well, there was one time it was frustrating, but we, we can talk about that later. But it's it's a small I was thinking about this as I was kind of doing some side quests after I beat the game is I never once got frustrated with this. I never got stuck. You know, there was there was a couple puzzles here and there where like it took a few tries, but it was never a frustrating amount. Uh, it, it never felt like, uh, you know, like. I couldn't do anything in this game or, or my, what's our, what's the joke we like to say is like, I never had to go find like a Prima guide. Right. You yeah. Know? You didn't, you didn't <laughs> you call know? up your homie Prima to get the, no, to no. Get the and, and let's be real. If I was going to get a tip, it would have been from dad. Right. Cause remember <laughs> if you ever stuck, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm actually a little disappointed. I, I, I beat the game without talking to, to your dad or my dad in the game. Right. Same. So the way they give the tips in this, I thought was interesting is they have phone booths hidden, you know, just littered around the world in, in areas where you're probably about to go on some sort of mission or, or, or some puzzles or something like that. So if you get stuck, you go and you call mom, right? And you're talking to mom and she kind of gives you a light hint like, oh, you should maybe go to, uh, what is it, the um, Supper Woods or something to find Blackberry. And that's in the Southeast or something like that, right? And what's funny is, you know, kind of typical... I had to think because I had experience like this when I was talking to my dad recently. So roles reversed. But uh, all of a sudden, like when when mom's done kind of giving you the little light tips, she's like, oh, hold on. Dad has something to say. Do you want to talk to dad? And again, I never actually talked to dad, but I can only assume that it would actually be more direct hints like, hey, go like 
I don't know if it was like go five screens over and then down two, or, you know, here's whatever, here's how you solve this or do that. But um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a really interesting way to kind of help players that might be, might, might be stuck. So yeah, dad was really interesting. Um, I didn't use him for the main story path. Um, but definitely while I was finishing up uh, a handful of the collectibles, he came in handy. So once you're done with the story, uh, you can go back and mom will be like, oh yeah, you're, you're in that area. You know, you should look for a piece of trash. Um, and then if you go to dad, dad would be like, yeah, go up and look for like a really narrow path. So you'd know like to, you know, what you're looking for at least. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And there's a couple of characters that they have in the game that will, uh, I think give you hints to gather some of the collectibles. I know that um, there was one, I think his name was Spinach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Spinach will give you hints at which screen or what town has the most litter in it or something like that. Yeah. Right. So you have to collect a bunch of items, one of them being litter. You have to collect litter on the ground and then you can use it to actually exchange it for um, it's used as a currency that you can use to exchange it for like things like furniture, clothing, you know, more of those collectibles, plants, hair, plants, (laughs) decoratives. Yeah. Yes. So moving into, I mean, some of the, uh, the gameplay tips are pretty nice. Granted, like we said, there's, it's not the most challenging game. And I think I can't, uh, at least for me, I don't know if that is like a plus or a minus. I actually had a lot of fun playing this game, even though it wasn't super challenging. It was pretty nice to be able to just kind of, you know, you just kind of hang out for a little while. They don't stress the brain too hard, but they do make it so that you have to think maybe just a little bit. And I don't know if you guys do this, but like, I noticed that, okay, so just uh, just to, to clarify, I played this on PC, so I went and bought this on Steam. What I did, though, is like I found myself, I noticed that I had, um, when I was thinking about a puzzle, like when I was just kind of like sitting there kind of observing the puzzle thinking, I would sit and I would use my mouse to just basically sit there and paint the screen while I was thinking about stuff. It was almost like, not like a tick, but I was just like sitting there thinking and just like drawing stuff on the screen. I love that mechanic, by the way. Like being able to paint the entire world is super, super cool. Yeah. The the puzzles that got me the most and it, I think it had to do with like, I, I wanted to color all the screens immediately when I got in <laughs> is I would, I would const there's two mechanics for the puzzles for, and they both are mushrooms, I believe. And there's one that will bounce you if it's mm-hmm. colored and there's mm-hmm. one that will shrink if it's colored. Um, yep. And I would, so I would like paint the whole screen and then I'd like forget which mushroom type is on the screen and then i'm like trying to solve the puzzle like in my head but the i'm thinking about the wrong mushroom and i'm like okay i'm gonna have to do this that and that and i was like i'm then i start the puzzle and then i like it doesn't bounce me over and i'm like oh oh i have to reapproach this <laughs> yeah no the, it was i mean the idea here you you were talking with uh you know the start of the game the idea is like you're cleaning a room and something happens and the whole world loses color, which again, to, to it's kind of the main mechanic is you can color everything in the world. What I thought was just, yeah, I mean, how as you added color to things, it, it 
it added function to a lot. I mean, it's, you know, right. You couldn't, you couldn't swim in water until you were able to color it. Right. And then you could jump in. Cause I don't know if you guys noticed anytime you colored water before you had the ability to it would wash swim. Away. Yeah. It would yeah. wash away. Uh, say, you know, same thing with kind of those, some walls or your mushrooms or, uh, what was it the, like up there in, uh, it, what, what was the, the paths up to 11 Z's, right? The, the, the gas bubbles and things like that. So mm, yep. the vi- the vines, right? It was just a really cool uh, of the clouds later on in the up in the peaks and stuff like that, right? It, it was just kind of cool how you add, added color to the world, added functionality and a lot of the gameplay mechanics, right? So it was, mm-hmm. it's, it's really neat. And, and I'm going to oh, go ahead. That was, I mean, so we, we started talking about it briefly, but that's, part of the story too is mm-hmm. part of the wielder's responsibility um, is that over time color fades, um, Yep. you know, and I, th- you get into what that means in the game and it's, you know, sometimes passion fades, you know, sometimes enthusiasm fades and you, there's, you need to find something new to, to light that. So mm-hmm. that was usually kind of the passing of the brush to, to the next wielder. Right. You know, yep. um, and and kind of the the uh, not crazy lore, right? You know, I didn't watch some three hour lore video, but the little <laughs> bit of lore in the game is is that there is some which ends up getting kind of becomes uh, in my case pizza's responsibility is there's this corruption that's slowly seeping this kind of color out of the world, right? That's right. why you have these wielders, and there's this constant battle between the wielder and this corruption. And now when you when you become the wielder, the whole world starts. Well, well, one loses all its colors and then the corruption really starts taking over in places. And that's kind of where your journey as pizza begins is, is to, well, you, you, you're the wielder now, you know, you, it's your responsibility. You need to make sure picnic is well, go ahead. Justin. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I, I didn't get the feeling that chicory and they talk about this a ton in the stories that chicory doesn't give you the brush. You find the brush laying on the floor, abandoned. You ask her, say, hey, I have your brush. Do you want it? And and she just sort of doesn't respond. And she's like, just get out of here. Um, and I just, just took it. I didn't ask her. Blackberry oh. was actually, Blackberry got mad with <clears throat> me for not uh, asking Chicory first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So moving the, the story along. Yeah. So Blackberry was Chicory's mentor before chicory got the brush um and you get to meet was it two other previous wielders um uh, or is it just Car- the cardamom? other one i think it was Car- blackberry yeah. and cardam cardamom is i'm saying that okay right? yep cardamon cardamon yeah so it's just uh you get to meet these other previous wielders and um you, you find out that the corruption is something that they've had to deal with as well um we'll get into why and as as we go on Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I mean, that's basically how the game kind of moves you through it is that you're going to these various places around the picnic province and you're basically trying to clean up the corruption. And one of the things that, you know, that you, Pizza, whoever you named your character as, um, notices is that every time that you essentially defeat a boss, nothing really changes. That's That's a pretty key plot point is that like, you you defeat the corruption, you get a new 
ability is how the game will usually handle that is that you get a new ability every time you beat a boss and then yeah nothing really changes like the the dark trees don't go away or anything like that the big tree that you entered to go into the boss room it's just it's just there <laughs> yeah just, yeah the door closes right. and yeah and and actually to your point too is not there actually is a little bit more that happens than you getting an ability they corruption appears to actually be spreading more right right um they, they start showing up a lot more places which was it the when you're talking to the bug queen is that when the first person that really kind of called that out i'm trying to remember there was a character yeah. that really called that out yeah. is like that what we're bringing up now is hey you even though you're defeating it it's actually getting worse yeah it didn't do nothing yeah and that this is a big tie-in to um, this ends up leading into a big tie-in with the with the game's theming, and you know, as you interact with Chicory, Blackberry, and all, all a bunch of other characters, you get a lot of these themes of like, like what Justin said at the beginning is that you get this, you know, imposter syndrome. You have your character who is very, you know, like I'm not good enough for this sort of thing. I don't know if I should be carrying this brush. You talk to Chicory a whole bunch, and she's very depressed. She's, you know, not not interested in being the brush wielder anymore and that's why she just kind of tosses the brush aside she kind of gets fed up with the whole thing and just says i'm done with this and um which later down the line you kind of find out that the uh the corruption ties directly into those negative emotions i don't know what you guys kind of like it seems i mean that makes a lot of sense right is that like the whole idea of the corruption is that all these negative mo- emotions are being fed off of to grow all of this corruption um, across the, the the picnic province, and it's gotten so bad to the point where it sucked away all of the color. Yeah, and and they really start to lean into this in the boss fights. Um, you know, it doesn't become super apparent uh, the first time it happens. So, in the first boss fight, you're just fighting. If I remember correctly, it's just a, it's just an eyeball or yep. multiple eyeballs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's sort of the idea. You know, your character is just being is being watched. Every everything she's doing as the new wielder, people are so incredibly cr- critical of, um, and it, it's mm-hmm. her fighting that. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, really. To- so real quick to to drive that home too is I know Rich you didn't talk to them all but as you talk to a lot of the villagers they really kind of uh, you know it, it really kind of portrays that that there's there's a lot of weight being put on pizza this new wielder there's a lot of responsibility having that brush you know she's responsible to make sure everything's colorful and every you know you get you get the critics like what was this. Uh, literally that's the fox dude right next door to the wheel he was like i was gonna say like the uh the the lizard lemon that's like that was one of the first people that i talked to that i was just like what an asshole yeah but (laughs) you go up to her and you ask like she's just like yeah could you uh could you paint my house for me i I would really like some color in my house and you're like okay fine i'll just paint your house well well could you use a couple of different colors yeah, I could do that. All right, actually, could you just erase some of that? I don't want all of that. <laughs> and then eventually, she's just like, "Well, okay, but chicory would have done it better." Yeah. And I'm like, "You asshole!" I'm like, "All right, fine." You can but that paint was your own house. Yeah, that that was a lot of the villagers, though. Is not not yeah. always negative, but more in this is your responsibility. You're because you're the wielder, and you really need to 
take care of this, you know? Right. So sorry to interrupt, really? Dustin. <laughs> no, yeah. And I mean, no, it, it, to what Rich was saying, you know, these villagers have demands. And um, I mean, my background, my, my my degree is in art. And this sort of hit home a whole lot of, you know, your clients are demanding. Um, it's not always what you want. And it might not always be the best, but it's they're the ones that are putting in the request. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about mom and dad, but, uh, pizza has a sister. So Mm -hmm. pizza's sister is in an art school within the game, uh, for bringing up the next wielder. Um, I thought you were going to be in conflict with her, but she was so incredibly. She was one of the most supportive people, I think Mm -hmm. in, in the game. Yes. She was always kind of there for you, especially I really saw that in what was it? Dinners to town mm-hmm. when she took you out to <laughs> out for pizza. Thought, I thought it was <laughs> ironic out for pizza. That's why I picked it. She gave you what? Like four options. I was like, my name's pizza. Let's go get some, some pizza or slice or whatever they call it. Yeah. Right? But in that whole time, she, it, the whole game, but really in that moment, she's, you know, you're tired, you know, like you can take a break, you know, you, you, you know, you kind of can say no and stuff like that. Right. You know, but you know, pizza you know wants to help the wielder and wants to take on this responsibility Mm -hmm. yeah and so i mean your character does going along with that whole art school thing too is that like you have people that do kind of call you out as a fraud too you know they i think one of the one of the characters in that art school was just like that's it like that's all that you got kind of a thing and uh you know the, the entire time you your character is feeling that sort of sense of imposter syndrome that they've kind of just fell into this whole role as the brush wielder. And now they got, you know, all this responsibility dumped on top of them and they feel like they're, you know, you feel like you're not ready for it. Add it. You, know, you impact. So. Yeah. I mean, not just the people asking for color or having new signs built um, throughout the game, um, you know, as, as jobs as the wielder, but um the person you alluded to their name was radish and radish it was like the top of the art school getting ready to become the next wielder um and then if you go through the art classes and try to replicate a bunch of these classic paintings she quits she quits art school because Mm -hmm. of you um and it's it's it was really (laughs) i felt bad for her Uh, i felt bad for pizza i felt bad for radish and you know, but you, right. you helped her out, right? <laughs> I did finish the quest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I did mean, like, like, like this, like the thing that I really, I do like about this game and its storytelling is that it really does just peel back into a lot of layers. Like this rabbit hole, no pun intended, goes really, really deep because like, yeah, like going into that too, like the reason that Radish ends up being so resentful is that you just kind of fell into this. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't sit and go into all this work and put in all the time and effort, which gets alluded to even more when you talk with um, Chicory towards the end of the game, where she explains how much work she put into everything to try and get, you know, get to uh, being of status of being the wielder and then Blackberry wanting to take it away last minute because they weren't confident in her ability or mm-hmm. yeah 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 this this says a lot about i mean 
as as a content creator of of any kind, I think you can put a lot of these themes to it, not just you know um, painting and uh, traditional artistry, but uh, even as as like you know podcast hosts, you you guys you know are have um, people that come and listen, and they have expectations, they have requests, and you know that's it's the same stuff uh, Chicory comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think this is just art related. Again, to your point, it's it's any any sort of creative, you know, whatever whatever it mm-hmm. may be. I, I mean, and funny enough, we ran into a lot of these other themes when we played. Um, what was it? Our two months ago when we did uh, the Stanley Parable in the Beginner's Guide, mm-hmm. specifically with the Beginner's Guide, when we were running into a lot of these themes of like the expressing artist as well. And I mm-hmm. thought, honestly, I kind of thought that ultimately is where a lot of like the corruption and the darkness was going to go is that that is becoming an expression of them as an artist as well you know like you can't really have everything be sunshine and rainbows and colorful all the time sometimes you need to kind of tap into that sort of corruption and that darkness and realizing like um that you are kind of, you know, a flawed person and that you can export, you can use that to express something. So I was a little disappointed in that regard in that, like, I guess, well, I was, yeah, I guess I was kind of disappointed because coming from something like the beginner's guide where something that was taken as very dark and grim was really more just an expression of how the, the artist feels about their work. In contrast to this, it, I didn't like the fact that they used the darkness and all that as sort of like the main antagonist to the entire world. And that this is something that needs to be snuffed out. You know what I mean? Like you have to destroy it. You have to get rid of it. It's purely evil. It's, you know, it has to be gotten rid of rather than dealt with in a different way, I guess. Yeah. And it was interesting. I mean, continuing on with the darkness, you know, you find out that this chicory is not the first one this has happened to. Um, mm-hmm. Blackberry had to fight her own darkness also. And so did Cardamon. Um, and it is one of the things that, you know, when it gets to a point, it's the reason they hand it on. Right. Which is weird that like towards the end of the game, they kind of contradict that by going through this whole notion of like Chicory wanting to just break the brush, right? Chicory wants to destroy it, wants to abandon the legacy of passing down the torch and things like that. When really it was more like, um, the way that they kind of set this up is that it was more or less like a when you passed the torch, it was a lot of like teaching moments, both interpersonal and like, you know, as sort of a responsibility sort of a thing. So it was weird that they would kind of shovel that aside as like, oh, you got to abandon the legacy of all of these other brush wielders because the wisdom is, you know, the wisdom is not important. It's about how we want to do things kind of a thing. I disagreed with Chicory. I said we shouldn't break the brush. I did. Yeah, that's what I did too. Because that's what I was thinking about. Like when that whole se- like when that whole segment was playing out, when you have to go up to the tower to defeat the last boss, and Chicory was saying we should break the brush. Well, I'm thinking like I'm thinking back to you know the beginner's god. I'm like, well, you gotta have you gotta have some darkness. Like you can't just have everything be great and power. You know, great and wonderful. Because you got a mm-hmm. contrast, it, you need contrast. Yeah. You know what's good without a little bit of bad to make the good seem good. And so I was like, okay, you know, like tap into the my inner Bob Ross, where he's just like, <laughs> you know, you got to have the darks with the lights. You know, you got to have that. And so I was like, no, you can't. I don't want you to break the brush. And then the brush mm-hmm. ends up getting kind of destroyed anyway. So yeah, 
Yeah, I, I I was the same way. I was I was firmly against destroying the brush, um, but it it all works out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, do you guys want to get into the story anymore? The story, I think we've talked about it indirectly by just the the strength of the themes. It hits these themes really well mm-hmm. um, until. Until the end, like you said, where Chicory sort of gives you that choice. Um, but I think you as the... I'd be interested to see if anyone actually wants to break the brush um, with the way that it's built up. Um, it'd be cool uh, if there was like be, some data. Like, yeah. you know, like some games do like, oh, so many people chose to do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. like a... Well, like a the Mass Effect infographic. How many people broke the brush? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking like the the Telltale, you know, yeah. uh, you know, at the, oh, after each sure. chapter, it'd be like everybody chose to side with so and so. Yeah, now I'm kind of interested. Like, does that change anything? Because that's that's kind of a key point right there. Is that if you don't break the brush, then the brush essentially turns into the last boss. Yep, mm-hmm. and you have to fight it. So if mm. you break it, do you have to fight it? It's a good well, question. I don't know. None of yeah. us. Yeah, none of us. Yeah, broke none of it, us so. actually broke the brush. So yeah, we don't really know. But but now I gotta find this out. We come to find out, you know, after the brush is taken from you and broken, that the power was in you the whole time. Yeah, uh, Pizza is able to make her own brush just by remembering all the good times and the feelings she had while she was painting. She was able to grow a new brush. Um, and this sort of blows Chicory's mind. Like Chicory's yeah. like, this is not <laughs> right. Like, how the heck did you do this? Um, yep. And then you it go kind to of fight. blew everybody's mind yeah. as you're, you know, afterwards as you walk around and chat with people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you end up getting a new brush to fight the uh, the last boss, and then I liked how midway through the fight, too, Chicory comes in to help you as well. You get some backup. Because mm-hmm. Chicory's like, yeah, you. I saw that, and I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. So you know what I did? I just decided to do it. I didn't even know I could have that power. Apparently, everybody can have that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and I know we haven't talked about the the boss fights a whole lot, but you basically you just you just paint the bad guy when they're uh, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I found most of the boss fights fairly simple um, until the last one. <laughs> And things get chaotic, um, especially yep. once Chicory jumps in and you're getting extra colors and the boss is painting and yeah. you painting. I was like, it was yep. the first time where the game was like, I would get hit twice and the game's like, do you want to take a break? And I think that's sort of <laughs> like, and I was like, no, I'm good. And it just jumps you right back in. So there's no like yep. consequences in dying or anything. But I thought that mm-hmm. was sort of an interesting take or it's like, <clears throat> you know, you're you're an artist and as long as you're trying you can't fail it it sort of had this interesting uh take for me right you don't even really have like a health resource or anything like that the most that you get is that like chicory or uh, not chicory pizza's (laughs) facial expression sort of changes after she gets hit and so she'll have like that like a you know like a pained look on her face when you're about to i guess quote die and then yeah once you die you just kind of get plopped back in the same spot which is another in, reason why, like, I think, at least for me, the game went really fast. Because, like, even if you die, you just kind of just start in the same spot. And you just kill the boss anyway. Yeah. 
in the in the last battle though it was if you kind of got downed in the last battle chicory actually came and helped you yeah and vice versa because then there was times that she'd get grabbed by the brush and you'd help her out so mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean to your point like I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say any of the boss battles again it was one of those like it was challenging but never difficult um for me it was just kind of you know constantly keep moving i played on the switch so my other finger was on the screen coloring at all times um but uh but yeah no it was it was the, the last one was definitely chaotic because as typical boss battles they kind of added all the different mechanics so mm-hmm. trying to constantly you know get out of the way of the brushes or the weird little designs that you had to kind of stand in the middle of and yeah. yeah. But I will agree with Justin though, is that like some of the boss fights, it did get really bad where it was like you just had. <sighs> I'm trying to find a good way to like a good word for it. But like when we would play World of Warcraft or something like that, we would just call it like particle effect puke, where it was just yeah. like there was just effects all over your screen and you just yeah. can't see anything that happened. Yeah. In a couple of the boss fights where like, especially ones where you're fighting mirrored pizza where you have the two strokes of brushes and you're just that trying one. to wiggle stuff across the screen and yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. one i was surprised i didn't die in but it did seem like it took me forever just like trying to because it would switch between like your brush or the mirrored brush between which one yep. would actively hit them so i'd be like yep. trying to swipe them and i'm like oh crap move it over here and try to swipe them and yeah mm-hmm. um do you want to talk through the the boss battles because it sort of comes through in the end and I think it kind of has to do with the story a bit. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. So the the first boss, as, as I said earlier, was the eyeballs. Um, yep. The second boss was Chicory, um, yep. which was really quite surprising. Um, <clears throat> and as we've touched on with the darkness and what it represents, um, when you go into the boss fights, it's your thoughts of Chicory and how she feels about you. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it's also a bit of chicory herself in there as a previous wielder, um, and all of her doubts about you and you're trying to fight those. The second boss or the third boss is Blackberry, right? Yes. Uh, I think it was chicory. It was, oh, it, it, was, it was pizza. Ah, it was yourself. It was pizza. I'm doing, I'm doing yes. the same thing. You're hitch. Call <laughs> right. myself chicory. Yep. It was pizza. Um, yep. Blackberry was one of the wielder, wielder triumphs. Okay. Um, yeah. So you fight uh, yourself in all of your doubts, and then you fight Blackberry and all of her regrets of how she treated Chicory and how mm-hmm. she feels about Chicory's decisions since being a wielder, um, and especially how it revolves around uh, the main character. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of that comes to a head with the final boss battle where you're fighting all four of those uh, different variations at, at the same time. So yeah, a little chaotic there at the end. Well, that was kind of like you, you work through cause you go fight your, you go fight the battle final boss the first time and it's to yourself and you lose. Right. And then yep. you lose your brush. Um, and then you walk around picnic and everybody's depressed and everything's a little bit more gray. Everything's a little bit more washed out. And you walk slower uh, too. You walk slower cause you're sad. And, uh, uh, and then you, yeah. And then the whole, you grow your brush and you go back in and I don't remember, I don't think you fought yourself oh, then. It was just, uh, chicory blackberry and then the brush, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was the brush so, itself. Yep. 
yeah so i mean not a whole lot of boss fights like yeah the game itself is not terribly long but like from the content that you guys were you know the amount of content from what you guys were describing it's enormous there's so much there's so many npcs to talk to there's lots of stuff to go and collect around the world um but one thing i really did want to get into aside from the bosses i mean is there anything else that we need to cover with the bosses i don't think so i mean yeah it, again, like it, all the boss battles kind of tie into the narrative of like, you know, you're yeah. kind of battling yourself and your doubts and all and that that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but one thing I really did want to give this game credit to is just how tight of game design it has. And I think it's so... Uh, I got to give credit to the designers for this with how much they were able to utilize just merely pa- being able to paint on the screen that mechanic is used in so many places to do so many things throughout the game it was honestly impressive between yeah like very creative uses of like pushing around a big ball and then filling it with paint to blow up rocks or moving plants around or being able to swim like the amount of mechanics that they add in this game to just navigate the world is just was just wonderful um and so i really got to give it credit for that because it made the game a lot of fun centered around pretty much just me wiggling my mouse around like that was yeah i gotta admit though like that was a hell of a good way to paint the screen like all i gotta do is just wiggle my mouse back and forth across the screen with the biggest brush setting and then boom whole screen's painted yeah it's easy that, that came in so handy and i use that in the caverns anytime you went to a cavern i just biggest brush just uh, again use the switch so my fingers fat fingered everything just across the screen colored everything in and uh, intentionally yeah. fat fingered yes on purpose <laughs> although the unintentional came in and i'll share these on social media sometime uh, you know either when this episode drops or shortly <laughs> after um some of my art didn't look the greatest uh uh you know, I guess this is kind of get into more technical side things. I personally didn't think the joystick of the switch was the greatest and most accurate. There was a lot of like, I tried a little subtle detail and wanted to maybe move a little faster, a little slower. Again, there's, I probably should have hopped in. I think there's a ton of different settings. Uh, but anyways, it's, it, it was a switch. So I was like, I'm just going to use my finger in the touch screen. It makes sense. But again, you lose a lot of, um, control and accuracy that way. So. I'm, I'm interested to see like, so as again like the themes in this are just so strong as pizza continues to grow in her responsibilities and her abilities as the wielder you as the player learn new ways to do things as well um Mm -hmm. be it your special abilities or whatnot but for me i noticed the way i painted the screen continuously evolved um even up through the end um so listening to you guys how you just like you know went back and forth back and forth like i was a big user of the hold the button down and it would fill the area um Hmm. i i I was coloring i i did that for um well i you know once i figured out how to do it um that was like my go-to so i would fill the screen with like the sort of off color for like the tree trunks because i found those really difficult to paint and then I would do it again with the grass color and anything that's already painted wouldn't be colored again. So then I would just go through and just do the small dull dot, dot, dots. And then as yep. you get paint brushes later on that have different styles and effects, um, you got the paint bucket tool, which is uh, 
hit or miss depending how it's used. Um, but yeah, like uh, that sped up my painting because I like like we said at the start, I painted every screen, uh, every every bit I could. Um, and that, props to you, man. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I, I think that paid <laughs> off for me in the end. Like once you start getting the swim ability, um, you can sp- yeah. swim through anything and, that's painted, right? So like. Fu- yeah, I uh, uh, when I started, I went back and I started collecting the trash after I beat the game. The the ones the ones I missed, I colored everything from what, the closest bench to was it spinach? I think it was spinach. Was the yep spinach was the litter person, and yeah, it was just like land on that bench, swim right up to him, figure out hey, what's the next area that you know I kind of missed some trash in, and then swim right back to the bench. And but to your point, like I. I at there the the end game or whatever the after game whatever we want to call it everything after you beat the game i was going damn i should have painted everything because i could just yeah i could just swim everywhere make you know make it much faster but since i didn't paint every screen i couldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um so for me because i painted every screen and i i don't know like i even went back and repainted screens <laughs> because i my style progressed so much from you know even from the beginning of the game to like a quarter of the way through the game i would see the screens that i went back to um picnic no yeah picnic i'd go back there and i'd be like no this doesn't work anymore so i'd repaint everything (laughs) and and then by the end of the game i was like repainting most of the screens i was going back through even though i didn't need to but that's probably why i had the 21 hour uh, run time to the end Right. And, and oh, to your point yeah. of, of kind of getting better uh, and better tools as you go, uh, one thing that crossed my mind when I came across him was Dr. Cheese, right? He gives you the ability to oh, sure. kind of set your own color palette. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I go back and I I should, then I could, my problem is like, I'm like, so like, oh, I want all the grass everywhere to look the same. But as you kind of go through the different areas of picnic, you get different by default four kind of different colors in a lot of the different areas. So you might not always have green to color, you know, the grass green or, or even down in the big sip and the, the water area. Uh, when you zoom out and you look at the map, I have like three different blues down there because those different areas, you know, there's dark blue. Then there was kind of a teal I could use in some areas. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but again, it, it, the point there is for, for someone like you or people who really enjoy the coloring aspect of this game, there's a lot of options via the brush styles, via, you know, things like Dr. Cheese and being able to create your own color palettes. If you did want to go back and get really like, you know, hey, I want all the trees to be this specific brown. And, and you know, if you get even crazier, I imagine maybe with the mouse or something where you can get a little bit more detail, you could start adding like layers and, you know, get getting really into it. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome with the amount of amount of ways you could color everything. Yeah. And this and this works really, really well for the art style that mm-hmm. they used for Chicory, where everything is very like cartoonish, looks like a coloring book. Um, it's like a coloring book and, you know, kind of like a comic book in some cases, you know, like it's not a whole lot of like textures to a lot of things. A lot of things are truly looking like a blank canvas and you just need to fill in the lines for a lot of these places. And I think it looks really, really nice when you do get to like, like uh, I saw one of your, you know, one of the screenshots, Justin, that you posted was where you were sitting in that little fire with the little cave or whatever. That looks so nice. Like that looks really, really nice, even with Mm -hmm. the limited amount of colors that you can use in a particular area. Yeah. 
Yeah, that one. There, there. So like what Matt was saying, there are a couple colors where I'm like, I just always want to have these. So yeah, using Dr. Cheese in the lab, I, I had like two different browns that I just wanted to always have. And that ended up working for that, that shot. Mm-hmm. I really, um, uh, this is kind of an after the game thing, kind of just a little fun thing they added was, and unfortunately, Rich, yours didn't, yours didn't work when you shared on discord here. I know I was bummed. the time lapse. I really want to see Justin's time lapse. If he's yes. able to get that as like a gif or a video or something for us, heck, even just a screenshot of your, uh, you, you pull up your phone that has the map on it would be sick on, just to kind of see how you colored everything. I'm on PS five, so I can do a screen capture of the time lapse and get that out. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, that's what I was trying to post in the, uh, in the book club channel on our okay. discord is like, I wanted to see if I could like, make somebody like like cringe super hard because my map is an absolute dumpster fire like there's just splotches of different colors just all over the place and nothing works and there's just like missing pieces in some areas where you'd be like why didn't you just color over there like you just could have done that uh about the map the map is super simple but amazing so Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the game, before you have a lot of the abilities, you still have the ability to paint on pretty much anything. So you can, like, if you find a piece of trash that you can't get to yet, you can circle it. And because the map, when you look at it, um, shows things as you have them painted, um, you'll see, like, big circles on your map of being like, oh, I have to go back there. (laughs) I thought it was super cool. It's like, I mean, it's like uh, putting a pin or a checkpoint or something on an Assassin's Creed or a breath of the wild or whatever. Um, But is you got to paint it on there. It was cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really cool too. Kind of uh, again, after, you know, going back and kind of doing some of the side missions is also kind of maybe remembering or because, you know, Oh, there's a a vine or a, a, a wall you can swim up or something since you colored that before to go do something, maybe a mission or whatever, right. It was like, Oh yeah, I can go up this way. It it was just kind of a reminder of you colored in all the different paths or kind of left little in a way, maybe not on purpose, but since you were there, you could follow your tracks. Essentially you left a bunch of tracks and you could retrace if you needed, which came in helpful once or twice when I was tracing down some uh, trash and some gifts. I was like, what's another, Oh wait, this screen has a whole bunch of color on it. Let's go. Oh, okay. Yep. I can go up here and then cut over two screens and, now I can get my, my treasure or trash or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit I got a little like I kind of like rolled my eyes a little bit at some of the when uh, when you get the swim ability and I started swimming around everywhere. I'm just like, wow, they took this like directly from Splatoon. I'm just like, this is exactly what you do in Splatoon. You jump right into that paint. Yep. yep. You just swim around in the paint <clears throat> like that. Um. So one of the things I also really wanted to talk about with this game um, and I think this is probably the biggest sell of this game, in my opinion, is the soundtrack is phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, this is probably one of my favorite video game soundtracks to date now, just because I love how everything just feels so cohesive with that art style and just how comfy the entire game feels. I was like, like, no joke. I was sitting, we were... um my wife and I were like just playing apex not too long ago and I got up to go to the bathroom. And as I'm like walking over to the bathroom, I'm like whistling part of the tune from chicory. I'm just like, I'm just like, 
Oh God, this this is living inside my head, rent free, man. Like this this soundtrack is too good. Yeah. Um, um, so Lena Rain did the soundtrack for this game, and yeah, she just did a mo- just an absolute banger of a soundtrack. Sorry. I any thoughts hear- on the any thoughts, Matt, on the soundtrack? Did you like it? <laughs> I, I thought I thought Justin had some, so I was waiting. But yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I I don't think any of us have made this comparison yet, um, uh, and we aren't quite into the review section yet. But like uh, this this kind of was a surprise, very similar to how I was surprised with how much I liked Undertale last year. I think that was like May or June's game last year of like just yeah. blew me away with just some of the story, the characters, the gameplay and the soundtrack. And it, yeah, same with you. It's just, uh, you know, I I've, I've on and off the last month kind of pulled up Spotify while I'm working and I throw on Chicory's soundtrack and it's just, just a good chill soundtrack, but like, yeah. It, and it really kind of helps add to um, especially in the more kind of emotional or, uh, uh, parts of the game kind of add to it and and really kind of make you you know feel feel the the moments that are happening so it, or just kind of you know the gloomy nature of uh uh was it apple foothills or you know something or the the rainy you know forest of oh what the i have a list here somewhere was the the, the banquet rainforest you know things like that so mm-hmm. well especially the uh uh the cave the song that you get when you go run through the caves like that's sort of like dark and mysterious like not really mm-hmm. like dark as in like an evil sort of way but just sort of dark as in like more so a mysterious sort of darkness being in that cave and it just it sells the environment so well even for you know you have a colorless you know you have a cave with no color or no not like hardly any like things to look at but like that soundtrack just sells the mood so well and on top of that just the um the music that you get with those boss fights that we had already talked about is just so so good it just it all comes together in such a nice little package that like i need to get the soundtrack i love it so much on vinyl <laughs> on vinyl i, I bet it's on was i am ape it how about they have it um, oh, I'll have to look if they really have a vinyl version. I might have to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Le- Lena, um, they also did the soundtrack for Celeste. Okay. And Celeste has and Delta Rune too. Yeah, and Celeste, and Guild Wars. I-, I think, might even have a more banging soundtrack than this. Um, nice. It's another game that has deep themes of um, dealing with depression. Um, and it symbolizes that through climbing a mountain. Um, it's, it's a, it's another really touching game that, um, I'm super glad that, you know, they, they worked on cause they, they bring everything, um, in these, in these types of really heavy themed, uh, games. Sounds like a future book club game. Probably. It's it's sort of a Meat Boy esque like throw your head at it until you get through the level type thing. Oh, okay. It's not as easy as this game was. No. <laughs> and then that's and then right. they released like a was I think they called it the Seasides, um, which is like the hardcore version of the mountain. So, oh jeez. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I I definitely mentioned that that is going to win some serious points. Is that uh, that soundtrack was really selling it for me? Yeah, that soundtrack um, was in my head for 
a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other than that, can I take a, a minute? We've kind of touched on a few different things. Uh, I want to take a minute to just call out again. There's a lot to do in this game and not once that I ever feel overwhelmed or that I had to do everything. I think when I first beat the game, I was at about 84% complete. Then I did a few things. And I'm at about 90, but I wanted to take a minute to call out just a lot of the other things you do in this game. Uh, some of the things are, yeah. uh, is just more of the art stuff. So designs, you design a t-shirt, which you wear. I designed a t-shirt that had a pizza slice on it and I wore it the whole game. Uh, <laughs> you can, you design your family's uh, donut holies. You have art pieces you create and recreate at an art school that get hung up around picnic um, and in an art school in 11 uh, You can create custom brushes, uh, an actual pizza logo for the slice uh, pizza place in uh, dinners. Uh, you create your own. I, I should figure out a way to grab this. Your own transit pass, which allows you to fast travel. You know, you create a song. You create uh, your color palettes. Uh, you create candy. You, you know, hats. Um, it's just crazy stuff. So that's just design stuff. So go ahead, just the hat was the last thing, uh, clothing wise, that I got. I was I knew the screen, like the screen was. I was like, I don't know how to get to this spot. I can't figure it out. And then I finally did it. And then I got the hundred percent map complete achievement yep. and the hat so i was like oh thank god <laughs> perfect so that's just that's just designing there's things like uh, as we mentioned picking up trash around uh picnic uh, uh getting gifts which are typically clothing you know shirts or, or head gear hats or whatever things like that you have lost cats uh you deliver kids. mail as we uh yeah, yeah, sorry the kids you <laughs> the kids around town uh you deliver <laughs> mail which there's a touching thing there with with the kids if you find yeah. all the kids um oh, was it pepper I'm trying to remember it was like a skunk i think it was yeah. that came down to the the cat that was trying to Bean. find all the kids and and then you leave uh beans yep and then you give them a let like a love letter and then they you know become a couple which is you know touching uh you have things like retaking pictures for gelato you so you go to locations uh, of five different locations that he had been at when he was younger that were all colored in, but he's sad now because color left the world. So you go color in those screens and take a picture. Uh, you decorate, you can decorate things. There's various people you decorate for, or you can just do it in something like your house. So there's mm-hmm. things like you help somebody out with a garden, a beach hotel room, the wielder tower. Uh, and then there's uh was it? One of the last things was uh, investigate stolen uh, hotel room furniture, which kind of leads into you also then decorating the room afterwards. So like there's Chick- a Chick- lot Chick- of things house. here. And then, uh, yep, yeah. And then you, you once, once you beat the game, and there's not really a single wielder anymore. Yeah, you have to find a place. Which, by the way, I figured it was only fitting that she become my neighbor, so she, she's on the same screen as me. So, hundred percent. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. So, it, it was just, it was just crazy how how much other stuff there was here to do, which you could casually do and still feel good about it, or you could finish some of them and get little extra outfits and. Um, and or kind of finish little story threads that you know like like we said with uh radish gelato or beans and i think it was pepper i'm trying to remember i think i think it's pepper was it pepper but anyway so it was just again crazy amount of stuff to do on top of the coloring on top of the great story uh you know it's just overall just really cool right i mean and what we were talking about you know kind of just to reiterate you know you i all I did was just kind of mainline the narrative and just played through the game pretty just 
start to finish, I didn't really do like hardly any of the side the side things. And that still netted me about eight hours of game time. There's mm-hmm. at least easily 20 to 30 hours worth of content in this game that you could just, you know, either doing it before you finish the game or even after you finish the game. There's stuff to do once you've completed the game and there's just tons of stuff in this world that you can interact with. All these different, like there are an enormous number of NPCs in this game for, again, for being a a $20 game is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the the value for this was, was great. Yeah. So go ahead, Justin. Oh, um, I, I, we talked on uh, uh, beans just for a moment, but I, I want to bring up a great story spot where they're like, I lost my four kids. I don't know where they, what happened to them after the color went away. So you bring them back, the four kids, and then you, you, you continue on. And you're like, wait a second, there's, there's another kid. <laughs> you send more kids back to beans. And she's like, I don't know where these kids came from, but someone's got to take care of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 uh, did you get the a, kids are just did, like little kittens and that are hiding in like various trees and plants around the world or something like that. So you go around and collect them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> just, some, of the, some I, of the characters I, were characters. And oh yeah, they were funny. That's what I was saying. Like yeah, like Lemon. Like I was like that was the well, that was like one of the first NPCs that I ran into was Lemon, and I was just like, this person's an asshole. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then they go and help me swim across like some water at the end of the game and I'm like, alright, you're not an asshole no more. I'm sorry I painted your house like shit. Um I liked um I like the uh just little goofy things too, like in the dinner's um the di- dinner's bench, there was uh coffee and omelet there arguing. Did you guys like <laughs> like one was talking, I think about like it was it was basically one was like capitalism and one was like socialism yeah. and they were arguing back and forth. And like, <laughs> they're like, well I guess we'll never know which one is better. And they're like, yep, I guess yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not run into that, but that's funny. Yeah. And um again I guess since we're on characters, I wanted to call I want to give a shout out to my man, Peppermint. Man, that bro was with you. <laughs> A hundred and ten percent. Anytime you did shit, he was around, and he did the cool little like, what is it? You'd walk up to him, and you'd go, "He's just wow!" And then obviously, it's all it's all text based, not not voice acted. But you know, he was always like, "I like basically, I love your stuff." Like I'm your number one fan. He was, you know, maybe I guess you know, maybe after a long time, it could turn into one of those creepy groupies. But that my man Peppermint was everywhere. If I did something, he was there to support me and be like, "Man." You're awesome. I love your work. I hope I can be like you someday. So, Which also I found was kind of crazy because that's essentially how you pizza were with chicory. So it was just kind of cool to see that kind of happen there with peppermint. If if peppermint meets up with you in enough spots, um, they end up giving you a portrait of you. Um, that they so the portrait um that you hang in the wielder's tower they go in there and they try to make their own copy and they give it to you and you have to tell them if you think it's crap or if you like it, or you can just be like, um, so there's like, you know, it's that, that continuing like growth and like you becoming the mentor now, like it's yeah. So you can, you can get Peppermint's picture of you. I I thought it was, yeah, it was super cool. It was super cool. I, I like Peppermint. Uh, just to just to troll a little bit, what was the name? I can't remember the name of the town. What's the name of the like the big city where the slice shop is? Dinners. Dinners. 
Is that dinners? Okay. So in dinners, you would walk around and there's those alligators that are riding around on their bikes. You could actually like stop in the middle of the road and they just stop and just like stare at you and you can get them like piling up. Yeah. I forget what I was. There was something I was doing. I think I stopped like on a corner of the street. I think I think it was when I was painting the city hall for the gelato quest. And I just happened to stop where it blocked like all the lanes of traffic. Now I didn't stay there forever, but I think I had like a six or seven <laughs> alligator on their bike. You know, I did like that. You always like walk in front and there's that, you know, like as they stopped, you know, and they, they ring the little bells too. Ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> um, did any of you guys uh, interact with adult? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> did you give your, uh, did you give your transit pass to him? Yeah. To, to so there's, there's a quest in the city hall. Um, where you can uh, you talk to a person in a trench coat. They don't really have much of a face that you can see, uh, but from the way they talk about themselves, it's definitely like uh, a stack of kids in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> and they ask for your transit pass and you're like, uh, and so for the longest time I didn't give it to them. And then I was like, whatever, just take it. And they're like, Oh really sweet. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, let's, that's, something totally adults do and then they just like run yeah. out <laughs> that's I, I love the conversations with them because yeah it was us you'd meet them i think i met them down in the swamp or something and i don't even remember i think it was just like you're just like hey what's up and they're just like oh nothing just doing adult things you know out here and like the swamp, <laughs> just adult stuff you know it was never specific but it was, just, and then, it was always something like adult this or adult that and then uh the transit person if you walk back up to them they're like did you give your pass to them you're like yeah, and they're like, whatever, take another picture. <laughs> they yeah. just like totally don't care. <laughs> yeah, this game's got a lot of personality in it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why it's 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 a very uh, it's a very lovable game. Like, yeah, I mean, like if you're looking for like a really hardcore challenge or something like that, like yeah, like this ain't Elden Ring, you know, like this ain't gonna like just shit on your day. But like, if you want something like really comfy and chill like a chill game to play. I feel like this is just like, this has got to be in your steam library at some point, just as something now, that you can just kind of chill and relax and play. This is your, Elden- I do have a question specifically oh. for you, Justin, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I was just going to say, this is your Elden ring chaser. It's to like de-stress after Elden ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, all right, you know what? I'm tired of dying to the same boss over and over. I'm going to go paint some screens. <laughs> uh, I, first off, I was actually recommending this to a coworker uh, who has a, a a daughter that's like eight years old. I was like, uh, you know, like, hey, you should, you know, play with it. You know, it's a it's a good game for kids, which kind of made me think, Justin, as someone who has kids, did you play this game cooperative at all with them at all? I did not. No, I, I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> gotcha. so, I, I didn't play this cooperatively. It's, I, I think a second brush. There's a, I think there's a second brush that's in there that you base, basically, I'd assume it's kind of like cooperative in the sense that they could be like, because there are some puzzles that are a little bit more like you got to like recolor or re-erase something, you know, to time some different jumps. It could be something as much as helping that or just having two people coloring a screen together or I guess a painting and things like that. So um, I did pull up a video real quick of two people that just there was like a player one and a player two brush floating around on the screen. So um, that's about as much as I know about co-op. But I was curious with someone with kids if, you know, this to me seems like something like, yeah, you'd play with, you know, you know, one one of the kids and it'd be fun to again kids like coloring. I mean, adults do too. Right, Justin? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, 
my kids are to the age where they can't quite read to themselves yet. So all of this text, I'd have to read to them. Oh. Um, or they can, my, my son can read, but he uh, can't read fast enough to yeah. as, as stuff is flying by. So, and then I get the questions about like, you know, what are they talking about? And I'm like, oh shit. Dad, can you explain socialism and capitalism to <laughs> yeah. and the pros and cons of each? <laughs> I'm really curious what Omelet and oh, what's his face and talk. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee yeah. and Omelet we're talking about. <laughs> I have hard to remember everybody's names. There's so many people. I know. There. Well, just pick I, a food. That's why I said, don't play this game when you're hungry, because this is insane. Yeah, everything is food related. Um, did you guys get your haircut? No, I I did. Okay. I, yeah, I got my haircut, and I think it was the same. Like you, it gets you get it cut by answering different questions. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that my haircut was the same as what I went and started with. And I was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I switched it up and I, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a little different than the, the first haircut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I did do, it's not a terrible, I mean, who? it wasn't something that really mattered, but I also locked the colors on pretty much myself. Yeah. Because uh, you can color the characters. Uh, you can color everything in this game if if. Yeah, you know, we haven't driven that point home yet. Uh, and so, like, you're even your character. So, I kind of got tired a few times where it was like I'd be coloring a screen and all of a sudden, like, I'm all blue. And I'm like, eh, you know, so okay. once I got some good colors, uh, I think it was red. I painted myself to look a little bit more like I'm assuming it's like a dog, a dog or something yeah. is who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I did like a brown and then uh, get, I had a little headband made that red and then I had a, a, a black t shirt or my pizza t shirt on. So, yeah. Um, at what point did you color your parents? Oh, you guys said you never I, talked to dad. So if you would have been at home, but, but well, I, ta- I mean, you talk to mom almost, and you can meet mom and dad in, uh, Oh shoot. What was it? I'm, oh God. Too many, too many names here. Potluck. Potluck. Right? Yeah, yeah. Potluck is where yeah. your, your mom and da- your family lives. So, so I probably colored them on accident. So I think that's where I colored them. Okay. It was I, potluck randomly started coloring mom while on the phone with her so like (laughs) during this little like cutscene thing like it let me start coloring the characters and then like dad's hand came in to like hey give me the phone right and i was like i don't want to talk to him but i still just like colored his hand and then when i finally got to potluck he was like half colored (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah Um, all right uh, uh, other quick little musings. Um, so sorry, Rich. Uh, oh no, sorry. Right. Did ahead. you guys mess with the music player at all? There's a music player. No. So there's um, a character. Uh, you get musical instruments and stuff. Pum, Is that what you're talking? Uh, no. Uh, kiwi. Um, they look like a, a. Oh, that one. Yeah. They're like a bard, like ostrich. Um, yep. So you, if you go and talk to them, you can draw circles around them. And depending on like how far away from them you are and then where in the circle around them you are, it's a different tone and pitch. So you can make like songs. Um, yeah, my song was shit, but uh, <laughs> I, I was too. And it was all, all of a sudden Kiwi would show up on one of my screens and start singing like as I'm running through <laughs> through lunch, and I'm like, "Go away, Kiwi!" <laughs> yeah, I, get, I, 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 I did the same thing. I was like, "Oh, okay, you just color and make." I, 
music and I just kind of scribbled around Kiwi and I made a song. And then, yeah, like to your point, I'm just like running around collecting trash and gifts and talking to people. And he just, sometimes the characters just kind of randomly show up places. And uh, yeah, every time like I'd run to a screen and he was there, he was just like, I'm like, no way. (laughs) Yeah, I made it, but I'm not good at it. Go away. Uh, Yeah, no, I, yeah. I forgot about Kiwi. I thought you were talking about the do uh, the trash that you could get or not trash, uh, the stuff you could get from beans that was music and you get like a keyboard and or maybe that was one of the pe- I don't know, there was a couple shops that you could yeah, buy stuff from. Yeah, so you can trade your trash in for different musical instruments. Um that's where and Kiwi lives. And and other bug, things, decoration furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bug section. That was so like creepy. I love my favorite was you initially we didn't at some point you get summoned to queen oh god what was her name oh it starts with a d i can't i can't remember what her name is though pretty sure i wrote her name down maybe i didn't it's like dressara yeah or something like that and just kind of get more help for kind of figuring out what's going on with the corruption but i love the whole time you're down there before talking with her uh like the bugs are just gibberish yeah it's just their own language yeah and and then you get, I think it was uh, Prunus, I think it was name. I think that so. ends up being just a bug you can't see gets in your ear and ends up being kind of like the universal translator in your ear for bugs. Speak. <laughs> and then you go start talking to bugs and they're like, you know, you're so ugly. <laughs> like, are you scary? And it's like, I can oh. understand you. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, was it there was a, there was a bug on the overworld, the upper, the, the you know, the spider. And I, I, I yeah, go and talking to the uh, them. They're all like, "Oh, I, I love living up here. You guys are weird looking, but I'm getting used to it." And uh, I love your food up here. Your and at one point, you so deliver. Much better. <laughs> yeah, you, at one point, one of your deliveries as part of the mail is some some food from somebody, and he's yeah, it's from time. the sweet shop. Yeah, oh, I like how um, during one of the. Uh, during one of the wielder trials, when you go up on top of the mountain, you have to play like that mini game of Osu, where you have to click the little bubbles as you're singing the song with Chicory. I was like, oh, oh, they someone plays Osu. All right. <laughs> yeah, that little uh, rhythm game. I was I was not expecting that. Um, no, I wasn't expecting that either. That was one of the things where I had wished I played it on the Switch because it reminded me of an old DS game called Elite Beat Agents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I love that game. Yeah, that was it was super cool. I kind of wish like you could just play that section as like a mini game somewhere else in the game, but I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, has anybody else got anything that they uh want to chat about with Chicory? Do we want to give final think... verdicts on like or dislike I we... or I think I got through everything give... I had noted here. So yeah, I'm I'm good to review do you give it. Us a, do you want to give it a score, Matt? Should we score it? Uh, sure. Why not? All right, go for it. <laughs> one of these days we'll settle on. A we'll score. settle on one. I like the. I, I don't know what we're doing as far as like the the the, the campfire and the bonfire and all that. I don't yeah. remember. I don't even remember uh, our rating system. I would just I just do whatever yeah, you feel I, like you want to give it. I don't even think I put it in the notes. Yep. Anyways, uh, it, it, well, since we're creating our own scales, uh, out of eight slices that typically make up a full pizza pie. I would give this eight slices. This was a, a, a fun game. Uh, you know, it's a full pizza pie. Anyways, it, it, 
I had so much fun with this game. Again, it was kind of uh, comparing again to last year's Undertale that we played. It was one of those, like, I didn't know what I was in for, right? You know, and after everything was said and done 14 hours or 16 hours later, I had a ton of fun. And I, I you know, as I mentioned, I'm already recommending this to people, you know, and, and it, it was just, it was, it was a fun journey. The mechanics were great. I, I never really got frustrated. Uh, uh, and yeah, just overall a good time. It was, it was a great pick, Justin. So thanks out of, uh eight slice uh, score. I'd give it eight slices, a full pizza pie. Thumbs up. Campfire gaming. Thumbs up. I don't know. <laughs> Rich, how many slices um, are you giving it? Oh man. Um, no, how many burritos? <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go eight and a half out of 10 burritos. I think on this one, um, I had a little bit of like nitpicks with some of like, you know, like some of the mechanics and stuff like that. Like um, for example, I didn't, uh, there's a couple of puzzles that you have to use, like where you have to move giant blocks with bugs underneath them. It was really annoying working with those because sometimes they wouldn't eat all of the paint and they would walk backwards. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd get kind of pissed because I'd be like, all right, just go to the go to the damn wall. <laughs> you got to um, use the skinny brush, the skinny brush. That was yeah, the way to do it. I, yeah. I kept then, getting um, screwed with. Sorry. Oh yeah, that and um, the last boss fight where you're trying to just like sit and wait for Chicory to actually hit the boss. It was just like, dude, come on! <laughs> like the boss would blink in and out of like it would phase in and out, and then Chicory would like swipe at it, and then it had to hit it with the paint in order for it to grab the boss so that you could do damage to it. But like nine times out of ten, Chicory would just flat out whiff the boss, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, come on, <laughs> just just hit it. Um, but besides that, yeah, I think the game was just, uh, it was a wonderful pick. I would highly recommend picking this up steam sale or no steam sale. Like this is definitely one that you're going to have to put into your library with some of the, with some of the sheer dumpster fires that we've been given from like the AAA world. It is such a nice palate cleanser to just like mm-hmm. get a nice $20 indie game. That's got far more content than any AAA game that we've got in the last like five years. So Definitely a, a great pick. Especially no battle pass or season pass, though. So maybe no loot boxes. Yeah. For <laughs> yep. All the cosmetics in this game are free. Yeah. All like 140, some of them. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. All right. What about you, Justin? What, what would you give it? Yeah. Um, unlike Matt, I prefer my pizza cut in squares. So um, I, I think I gave it a 9 out of 10 uh same same complaints as rich kind of like there is a little bit of inconsistency in the story with the paintbrush stuff um there was yeah the those bug blocks dude like especially with me coming in there and when you go into the cave system and it's dark i just painted everything so then the bugs weren't even in the right spot to start so Mm -hmm. i'm like trying to get them to like to me and then trying to get them to where like as yeah i spent way too much time in those um there's a couple little things where I had issues um, glitching like between some of the thick lines you weren't supposed to and I'd have to like jump around and stuff so yeah I, I, mm-hmm. it's absolutely wonderful game I've been uh, suggesting it like Matt said to a handful of people already um, yeah 9 out of 10 solid yeah so uh, dear listener if you are listening to this and you're still with us we definitely recommend that you pick you go pick up chicory if you haven't already. <laughs> Even though we just spoiled the entire game for you, 
with a lot of depth into some of the side stuff, um, you should still play it anyway. Even if it is spoiled, play it anyway. It's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yep. So with that, gentlemen, let us I'd like to uh, let us know if you break. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. T- tell us what happens. What, yeah. what happens? <laughs> yes. Visit campfiregamingpodcast.com, go to our Discord, and tell us what happens when you break the brush. Or you could tweet at us, at campgamepod, and also let us know what happens when you break the brush. Um, Just as a reminder, next month's book club will be Alice. uh, I don't remember the full title. What was it? Madness Returns. Madness Returns, yes. Alice Madness Returns. So that'll be our book club for May. Um, But stop in suggest a book club to us we'd love to hear from you if you're coming from the youtube space be sure to hit the subscribe button give us a thumbs up um leave a comment we again we just want to we would love to get your feedback or some insight if we missed something and you think we shouldn't have yell at us we'd love regardless if it's good feedback or bad feedback we want to hear it all right so thank you both very much for joining me justin thank you especially for guesting on our podcast today it was always fun having it's always fun having you on board yeah thank you so much justin it's a pleasure yeah thank you for having me and thanks for picking chicory it's it was a blast to play and with that uh, we'll see you guys next time around the campfire (laughs) 